Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Tim Wildman, president of the American Family Association. Back. Welcome back, everybody, for the last half hour or 25 minutes of today's issues on this Monday, August the 9th. We hope you're having a great day. Tim Wildman here with Ed Vitagliano and that's Steve Jordan. I'll join us. Good morning, Steve. Good morning. How you doing, brother Steve? Yeah, I'm well. I'm well. Thank do you. you do you asking. wear purple most Mondays or is it just, just. I don't. It's whatever's clean in the closet. You like purple, though, don't you? You're purple. Uh, yeah, I think it, yeah. You know, it's color. a royal color. <laughs> I'm the son of the king. So. You fancy yourself royal, do you, Steve? Yeah, that's what the Bible tells me. And do you know Megan? Um, no. <laughs> Megan Markle? I know my daughter, Megan, but I don't know the, the Markle, Megan. Right. What, she's, uh, what, uh, I'm not, I'm not a big. Yeah, don't look at me if okay. you're going to talk about the okay, royals. Okay, she is called. Uh, Duchess, isn't she? Well, I, it depends on. Talking about. They've been, their titles have been renounced, or at least they're. They're not using them anymore. I'm not even looking it up. I was going to look it up, but I'm not looking up. <laughs> what it, what it, well, but before they left England, England, they came to the U.S. and sort of renounced their uh, their birthright. Yeah, or his birthright. What were they called? What was she called? I think Duchess she was Duke of, and Duke and Duchess of was it York? I'll look. Wessex. Let me see. Oh, all right. I'm gonna. I'm no, doing I, it. I, I'm, I'm curi- doing it. I'm curious about this. Um, Duchess of what, Ed? Okay, Duchess of Sussex. Sussex. Megan, Duchess of Sussex. Is that because he was from Sussex, her husband? I think he was given Sussex as a... To rule over? Well, as as (laughs) they call it, a duchy. That's why I say don't... Don't ask me questions about the royals. I apologize for taking (laughs) us down this road where where the three where the three of us know little or nothing about said topic. That's right. We we made it clear in that their revolutionary war. (laughs) We we don't go for that royalty stuff. Yeah, and we don't have to study it in history either. (laughs) What what got me was what got me was uh, and I think it was very shrewd on her part and the Duchess of uh, what did you say, York? Sussex. Sussex, who is M- Megan Markle, Markle. American actress. American actress. Uh, she marries the prince. They, they're in England for a couple of years or whenever it was, and then they decide to move back to the United States and basically renounce his role with the royal family right. and her role with the royal family. And very but critical. But what I think is, it, what I think is uh, uh, very shrewd of them is – they parlayed their fame as part of the royal family into a multi-million dollar lifestyle in the U.S. Yeah. See what that that kind of remains to be seen, but I understand your point. See, I don't think he knows how to live, you know, like paycheck to paycheck. They got some kind of Netflix deal. Yeah. Yeah. And probably book deals. And, I, and- I, who knows how long that'll last. But what I'm saying is... For people basically to renounce something something that they came from, yeah, because it's bad, yet use that fame from what was bad to make a killing, <laughs> and then I mean? criticize it, and then afterwards. criticize it. Yeah. Well, to be fair, I think her title formerly well, it might have been Sussex, but people referred to her as the Duchess of Gold Digging. <laughs> oh, that, <laughs> that was Steve. 
Steve. Steve, we, we so don't go for that on this Steve. show. <laughs> we don't go for that kind of sarcasm no, on this show. Here. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to assume that the, the, the love was real. <laughs> was? And, and I mean, when they first got together. Yeah. That it had nothing. It's that, Harry, right? Prince it, Harry. Prince Harry. It, which it, is uh, Diana's uh, son. Diana's second son. Prince that if he, was, son, if yeah. he had not been a part of the royal family, I'm sure that Meghan Markle would have still gone out with him. It had nothing to do with the fact that he was who he said Some, he was. I, I hear, hey, I hear I he's a fetching young man. Our, uh, I think we've exhausted our royal talk <laughs> for the year. Okay. Here. Good. Noted. Okay. It's, all right. So... You are listening to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. Well, we want to go to a guest we have on the phone with us from Portland, Oregon. Steve, you want to set this up? Yeah, over the weekend, we had some just uh, very, it was something that I think changed the conversation regarding Antifa and everything. We've been seeing Antifa and these black block, you know, the guys that wear black, causing havoc in Portland and destroying things and everything. But over the weekend, they decided to attack a Christian worship service at a park. And um, it was, uh, I hadn't heard them targeting Christians before, but maybe they are. I want you to hear a little bit of what it sounded like. This is just audio we have from the attack. This is cut seven. We speak peace to you in Jesus' name. That uh just a little a little taste of what is it was violent. They came and they they tore down their sound equipment, started stealing stuff and and throwing a flashbang in the middle of things. Well, one of is, the... Is this downtown Portland? or It's at a park in Portland, okay. and we can ask, actually, our our, our guest, who's, who is... I'm sorry. Her, um, her name is... I got my... I have a picture of the sheet here. Uh, Jamie? Jamie? Jamie Anatello. Jamie, I'm so sorry. I had it, uh, and my phone just whacked out on me. Jamie Anatello and her husband were at this rally, and uh, we've asked her to come on and tell us her experience with this. Uh, hey, Jamie, welcome to the to the show, even though I couldn't remember your name off the top of my head. <laughs> no worries. Thanks for having me. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. You were at this park. What was, what was the event? Uh, we were there to <clears throat> listen to, um, we had a guest, Arthur uh, Pawlowski from Canada. He was down to share a message, gospel message, and we were just going to pray and, you know, be with like-minded people and talk about some of the the, the current events surrounding um, our freedoms mm-hmm. and such. Now, we've talked about Pawlowski Pal- uh, here. He's the Canadian pastor yes. that was imprisoned and, and yes. threatened in Canada because he refused to not hold worship services. Right. So shortly, right. even before you guys began, or just as you were beginning, some Antifa showed up. Tell me what happened. Tell us what happened. Yeah, that was the the biggest thing that threw us off. Is it, The event hadn't even started yet. We were gathering, just kind of getting in and meeting each other. Um, we have known the pastor for quite some time now, but meeting new people, shaking hands, saying hi, and then out of the blue, uh, someone tossed, rolled a flashbang up to the stage. It went off about 20, 30 feet from my left-hand side. 
Um, I have eight kids, and um, I judge which events are safe to bring them to. And there was never a thought in my mind that this would be an event that was um, dangerous. And so I had five of them with me, uh, ranging from the ages of nine down to eight months old, sitting in the stroller. And when I looked to my right, I saw a formation of a black block walking just right on us. Just, I mean, they were so close. They were right on us. They literally caught us completely off guard because we weren't, the event hadn't started. Nobody was paying attention to anything except meeting each other. Um, that's when they started uh, immediately throwing things like eggs, uh, rocks, feces. They, they're really vile human beings. They actually put feces in bags and throw them what? at people, which is absolutely disgusting. Um, what, paint, what, uh, what, uh, excuse me for interrupting, uh, Jamie, we're talking to Jamie Anatello, Anatello, uh, from Portland. She was, uh, with her family there at the prayer gathering, uh, city, was it like a city park? Yes. It's right on our waterfront in Portland, Oregon, right, right okay. along the Willamette on the west side of the river. How many uh, people, people, how many people there. were there? How many people were there? There wasn't too? many yet. There was there was probably about uh, maybe 50, 60 of us. Yeah, I want to say there, and then about thirty or forty of them marched in. Okay, what? Uh, why this rally? Was there something that has the as the guest evangelist or pastor said something about Antifa that they were reacting to or? Or they just don't like Christians, or what was going on here? Well, we know that they're anti-God. They were saying "Hail Satan" in in their chant. Um, that is a long That's a running key. thing. That is a long running thing. Yeah, but they yeah. Um, anytime there's a Christian event, they uh, deem it white supremacist, and so that gives them a free pass to abuse us. And we're- so um, that's that's really the the crux of everything is that. Um, no matter what it is, they call us white supremacists so that they have that open door to come and abuse us the way that they do. Well, um, again, we're talking to Jamie Anatello. If you uh, folks have heard or read about the uh, Antifa mob stopping, trying to stop a prayer event at a park in Portland. Uh, Jamie, uh, were there any police around? And if so, did they do anything to stop these folks? Uh, the police were called. Um, you can hear in one of the videos uh, a friend actually on the phone with the police letting them know that we had babies. That was the immediate the immediate reaction to them was everybody screaming, there are children here, there are babies here. Um, and so those were the calls that were flooding into the police. Um, they did not come until well after the uh, – the the main part of the damage had happened. Mind you, we were only about two or three blocks away from the police station. Um, but by that time, they didn't do anything. They made no arrests whatsoever. And so one of the main parts of it was regarding my video is when the second uh, projectile explosive device was thrown up, it exploded, and a friend of mine instinctively reached down and put her hand in front of my, my daughter, my eight month old daughter's face. And her arm took the impact of a projectile and left welts, bruises and blisters on her hands, legs and uh, feet. 
which would have been in my baby's face had she not put her hand in front of her. Yeah, it's just hard to fathom why a group like Antifa would care. Well, maybe it's not hard to fathom, but it's hard to understand exactly why they would care about. Uh, it isn't like it's a President Trump rally, or it's no. a, or it, it, it's even a Proud Boys right. get together or whatever. It's it's a group of Christians at a city park praying. And Antifa yes. comes up and attacks y'all, and then the, yeah, there were no Proud Boys present. No matter what the uh, news has spun to say, um, there were no Proud Boys uh, present that day. It was Christian. It was a group of Christians there to listen to a pastor that so, we have been following. So only the, the the basically the only thing you can figure out here is they hate God, they hate yes. Christians, and if you're a if you're a Christian, you're you're a you're a de facto, a white, white supremacist, and so yes. they feel like they need to attack you to end white supremacism right. in Portland, I guess. And do you yes. think the? Uh, how much do you want to say about the police? Do you think that they reacted in a timely fashion, or or didn't, or do you have anything to say about the uh, police? Because we've been told that uh, police departments are basically becoming reactionary. I'm, um, uh, you know. In other words, they come after the fact of something has happened, not during it. And they certainly don't want to get involved where there are black youth because they don't want to be accused of race, uh, racism. So they'll let the black youth do whatever they want, especially to white people, because there's no, they don't want to get involved in that. Is that, how do you feel about what I've just said? Um, well, I do want to, I do want to make it clear that I, I want your listeners to know that I, my family is black. We are a family of 10 and we are black and we are not white supremacists. There's literally one requirement. You're sure of that. White supremacists. <laughs> You're I mean, sure of that. Positive. Okay. <laughs> 40 years in and I've never once been anything other than black. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we'll take we your word for it. <laughs> right. <laughs> we are not white supremacists. So okay. there's literally no reason their, their, their cause is, is immediately, um, out, but know, it helps their, it, hel it helps them in the public image because if you're attacking white supremacist then you got it you, you got the green light even if you're antifa you got it coming exactly you got it, right but when exactly you, so i was told um i think when we were talking uh yesterday that um you asked or someone filed a complaint with the police or something and and i think your husband said the police officer was chagrined and and sad, but said that his hands were handcuffed, that they w couldn't do anything. Can you tell us what that was? You know, the police, you know, I feel sorry for the police around here. I don't think that they respond um, quickly enough, but I also believe, and I think that there's been several police that have said their hands are tied. It's not the police. It's our leaders. It's Ted Wheeler. It's um, Mike mayor. Schmidt, who has refused. Yes, Ted Wheeler is the mayor. Uh, Joanne Hardesty is a commissioner and um, Mike Schmidt is the DA that refuses to prosecute. They are constantly, even when the police do make arrests of Antifa and black block, uh, our DA refuses to prosecute. So they catch and they release them back onto the street to continue abusing the citizens. Uh, Jamie, one last question, quick question. Sure. Did, did, was Antifa successful in shutting down the event? Uh, no, they weren't. We moved, uh, 
a lot of them moved. I did not continue on because I wasn't sure what was going on, and we were covered in, in pepper gas, and I wanted to get that cleaned off for my kids. Uh, but they did move down to where the original spot was supposed to be, and they continued on. And I do want to uh, testify that the next night, last night, hundreds, thousands of people went down back to the same exact spot. You could still see the grass burnt from all of the projectiles and the pepper gas, and we had an amazing worship service. Wow. So, Amen. Was that um, planned they, or was that a reaction? That was planned. Um, but um, they 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 did show up and they were in the surrounding area. But we had a lot of the a lot of security team to make sure that people were able to worship peacefully and sing and praise and just um, let them know that this city does not belong to them. Something Amen. tells me those cowards wouldn't uh, dare try to attack a crowd of thousands. Yeah, yeah. No, right. they do try and infiltrate. But you know what? Antifa is dangerous. People need to know that they are dangerous. They're not just an idea, as Biden would. Right. Um, suggest they are real and they are dangerous and they are self-serving and they are God-hating. Yeah. Jamie, thanks so much for being on with us. We appreciate it and appreciate your courage and those of you, the fellow, your fellow Christians there in uh, Portland carrying on, even despite the fact that they were attacked the day before. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you so much. All right. Bye-bye. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Wow, great, great guest. Uh, you know, the, the, the thing, one of the ways to stop some of this but of course, as Jamie Anatello was just sharing, you got to have the leadership of a city or a state uh, lined up to want to stop groups like Antifa. Is you say you can't wear masks in public, you can't have your face uncovered, or you add to the uh, to the charge because what's happening is these people are cowards. They come in with their faces covered so that they cannot be identified. So you, you're not going to be able to tell who threw the flashback. If, the, if, if Jamie's child had been badly oh hurt gosh. or burned by that flashbang grenade, you wouldn't have known who threw it. You know, you know who else did that? The KKK did that. Yes, covered, right. They all wore white hoods so that nobody could uh, find them. Yes. Interesting. Yes. But it just seems sure. like to me if you're proud of your cause, why do you want to be uh, anonymous? Because it's a terrorist organization. Their, their, their task is to promote terror. And like you said, proud of those Christians in Portland who went back the next night. They had their service that night. They went back the next night. Yeah. The, the video, yeah, Brent, I don't know if you've got it posted yet, but we will post uh, the video. Can we? There's some language in it. I'll, I'll, we'll see if we can post it. Yeah, we need to edit the language um, if we can. But um, they, they uh, came to show, that shows them. Tearing down their sound equipment, just tossing speakers and microphones, they took off with half of it. They stole yes. the stuff and walked away. Yeah. All right. Uh, uh, anyway, next just story, Just an Steve. idea, though. Just an idea. Just an idea. <laughs> well, uh, another sign of our demented uh, culture right now is the battle on police. In Chicago, it was a very hard weekend. Two cops were making a traffic stop, and they were shot. Uh, one died. And one uh, is trying to fight for his life in the hospital. I want you to hear some of the radio traffic on the police band that was happening right after this happened. Listen to Cut 8. Mel Black, Blue, what you got? Stay off my air. Stay off my air. Everybody stay off.
stay off the air. I got an officer down, 6-3 in bail. Start rolling. I got an officer down, 6-3 in bail. Officer shot, officer shot, officer down, 6-3 in bail. Give me some units. I want a perimeter set up in the location looking for a male black in a blue Cubs shirt, a blue Cubs shirt with a male black. Perimeter set up two blocks east, north. And Wearing all black. Okay, I got a all black. Give me two ambulances, two ambulances needed for two male, two officers down, two officers down. 7637 Adam, 10-4, we got them coming. 6-1 boy, get those officers right there at the corner, 6-3 and bail. I want a perimeter set up three blocks north. Um, yeah, I, who, who, do you know, so what we were hearing was the police dispatch office responding yeah. to a officer calling in that, a, a fellow officer had been gunned down. I think the one calling in was had also been shot. Yeah, the one I don't know which oh, one it was. Okay, but that voice that was. Well, it was desperate. the male. It was a female cop that died. Well, L- I don't know that she died immediately. Right. I, I, I he probably didn't know. It sounded like a guy right there. Yeah, I, I, but in terms of the his partner, I don't know whether she was dead at that time or whether he was oh, trying gotcha. to get her help. But he had been shot as yes. well. He was. He was. He's critical. But that voice right there was, that guy was traumatized. Yes. That is our police, though. The bravery well, of him to stay on task, get the get a description out of the guy. He's dying, as far as he knows. Right. Or if it was her, she's literally dying. Well, and, this is Chicago, right? Mm-hmm. And Chicago is a disaster. And every weekend, they're... What eight to ten people shot or killed? Yeah, uh, and, well, a lot more shot, I think. But uh, shooting against violence. Now, um, they count the if you shoot at a police, even if you don't hit it. There's a statistic. There's a statistic about how many were injured and how many were killed. But um, as far as officers that were fired at, including those that were hit, um, they've had a five hundred percent increase in Chicago of attacks on police with firearms in the last two years. Well, this was a traffic stop. Yes. This was, I don't know if you'd call it a routine, but it was a traffic stop. Two Chicago police officers pull somebody over. Next thing they know, they're being shot out, and one of them is dead. It was one of the passengers in the car. That shot? That shot. So this this story, Fox News story, saying uh, dozens of shootings across Chicago over the weekend left 13 people dead, 73 injured. And let me just say this. <clears throat> The mayor there, a couple things, let me say. The mayor there is, uh, her name is Lightfoot. Lori Lightfoot. Lori Lightfoot. Okay. Number one, you deserve the government you vote for. The citizens of Chicago believe in this woman as the leader, as the best leader for their city. And so they elected her. Has she been reelected? I, you know, I don't remember. I think she replaced Rahm Emanuel, but I don't know if it's been one term or two. Okay. Anyway, so uh, it's hard for me to sympathize with the citizens of Chicago when they vote in the same leadership time and time again and nothing ever changes. You understand what I'm saying? But the cops, you do. I mean, they. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. The police officers. The police and their associations are firmly against what's going on. But the police officers there, uh, a lot of them are leaving or retiring. Yes. She assumed office May 20th, 2019.
So she's in her first term. Okay, first term. So so they haven't reaffirmed her as the mayor there. We'll wait and see whether that happens or not. But uh, the second thing is it's, you know, it's very dangerous for police officers now because they are, they themselves have now become a target. Yes. By many of the gangs, for example. All right, we'll see you tomorrow, everybody. Take care.